0: Yes, we're open. Living Faith with Needham UCC, a sermon podcast from the Congregational Church of Needham United Church of Christ, where no matter who you are, or where you are on life's journey, you're invited and welcome. Our sermon for today, Sunday, February 19th, 2023, is entitled, One Way or Another. It's part of our Year W project, spending a year listening for the voices of women, girls, and the divine feminine in the Bible. Guided by the work of Bible scholar Reverend Dr. Wilda C. Gaffney in her A Women's Lectionary for the Whole Church. Our reading for today is from the New Testament, from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to find out more about our open and affirming ministries at the Congregational Church of Needham, United Church of Christ, simply head over to our website, www.needhamucc.org. Thank you.
1: Beloved, our reading this morning comes from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Now, when I came to you, sisters and brothers, I did not come with lofty words or wisdom proclaiming the mystery of God to you. For I determined to know nothing among you all except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, I came to you. My message and my proclamation were not in persuasive, wise words, rather with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Wisdom is what we speak to the mature, wisdom that is not of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish, but we speak God's wisdom, through a mystery that has been hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. This none of the rulers of this age comprehended, for if they had comprehended, they would not have crucified the sovereign of glory. Yet as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor come upon a human heart, what God has prepared for those who love God. To us, God has revealed these things through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For what human person knows what is human except by the human spirit within that person? Also in the same way, no one comprehends what is truly God except by the Spirit of God. Now then, we have not received the spirit of the world, rather the spirit that is from God, in order that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And these things we speak of not in words of human-taught wisdom, but rather spirit-taught, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Friends, today we are going to think about Lent Now, I know we're not actually in Lent yet, and I don't mean to rush us. Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, which is, of course, Wednesday. Come to Ash Wednesday Yoga in the chapel. But technically, we're still in Year W's epiphany. So we're going to go ahead and do a Lent sermon anyway, because we can. It's a getting ready for Lent sermon, almost like those driving lessons you take in the classroom before anyone ever lets you behind the wheel of a car. We're going to prepare for the season of preparation. This sermon is so that you don't get to that third week of Lent and think, wow, I just now remembered that really interesting prayer practice I had wanted to do and totally forgot about. Okay, so what does Paul's letter to the church in Corinth have to do with Lent at all? Considering that Lent probably wasn't a legitimate practice until maybe 300 years after Jesus, probably not a whole heck of a lot. But that doesn't mean that there isn't some nugget of God's wisdom that we can draw inspiration from. So much of this passage rests on knowing the difference between human-taught wisdom and the wisdom of God, the knowledge of the Spirit. It wants to get us out of our heads and into our hearts. Paul is rejecting the idea that everything worthy of knowing comes only from what he calls human taught wisdom. You see, there was a focus on education, which was only available to the elite. In ancient Greece, if you could pay for private tutors, you were perceived to have good moral virtue. But Paul was listening to Jesus, who said that everyone was worthy and everyone was beloved, no matter what path life took them on. And Paul knew that there were important things about God and God's dream for the world that can't be learned in books. Apologies to my seminary degree. So Paul talks about casting aside this human wisdom for a deeper wisdom, the wisdom of the spirit, which comes from God alone. And I think that's the takeaway for us for the coming season and the journey that each of us is being invited to take. If we're up for it, this could be a season of deep listening, of spiritual exploration, of growth or spiritual grounding. We just need to put a bit more weight into the spiritual side of our spiritual journey if we desire for that to happen. Paul also recognizes that each and every person is only knowable to themselves. That feels important too. If God is speaking to each person, stirring each individual's spirit, what does it say about God that every person responds to God so differently? Faith and spirituality aren't one size fits all, and neither is Lent. Some of us may have spiritual practices like yoga or meditation, silent prayer or Lectio Divina. Some of us are best able to pay attention to God when we're doing dishes or driving our car. And some of us may listen better to God's voice when we're balancing budgets and creating spreadsheets. And one way isn't better than the other. They are just different. So back to Lent. Even if we all began this season from the very same place, each of us would move through the coming weeks differently, taking something unique from it. That's a great thing. It can also be a difficult thing. It can be hard to go through season after season if you're not feeling like you're getting the responses or resolutions or some kind of movement that you desire, if you just feel spiritually stuck, why might this time be any different? And honestly, that's where the faith bit comes in, isn't it? Sometimes we do have these seasons in our lives where we continue to make the effort on our part. And beyond that, we have to trust that eventually something new will be uncovered or our eyes and hearts opened a little bit more to imagine something we hadn't before. Paul says, the only person who can know one's inmost depth is themselves. So we can start this journey by standing still and looking inward. And maybe by the time we find ourselves in Lent next Sunday, perhaps we'll have an idea, an imagining already formed of what we are being moved to sit with, explore, to reflect on or act on during the season ahead. When thinking of the coming Lent, ask yourself, how do I want to prepare myself for this season? What needs to happen within so that I can practice with more integrity and intention whatever it is that I'm going to do on the outside. Remember that it is good to have a plan for doing, planning what practice you might take on or what fast you might observe. It's also good to have a plan for being. Ask yourself, how do I want to be during Lent this year? Do I want to be more quiet and thoughtful more open to God's Spirit, better able to sit with people in need? Do I need to take up more space or create more space for others? Do I need to be more compassionate towards my own fears and failings? Or do I need to become more courageous about using my spiritual gifts? Perhaps, do I need to be more willing to be uncomfortable. You could begin preparing for Lent simply by asking these questions and sitting in prayer to see what moves in the depths of your spirit as a response. You could also try a more pointed exercise, just one question in preparation for the journey you're about to embark on. Over the course of the next week, you might begin each day by asking, What does my soul need? Just ask and wait. Because we are very good at fooling ourselves about how we are doing. It might take several days of praying this question before we are truly ready to hear the answer. And if you already know that you've had a rough go of it lately, you might ask, What about my life makes God happy? Imagine God is looking at your life, remembering that God delights in you whatever you are going through, and think about what adds joy. If we are in relationship with God, God grieves when we grieve, and God rejoices in our growth and our love and our kindness. So you might pray the question, God, what about my life makes you happy, and wait for the Spirit to give you an answer to guide you on your Lenten journey. And maybe you are completely weirded out by the idea of Lent in general. So you could start even more simply and pray, God, I want to be open to the spirit of this season. Maybe you feel like Lent isn't really your jam. You'd much rather celebrate Easter or Christmas than think about anything or think about anything other than ashes and blood and dirt. So maybe your prayer is, God, help me open up my life just a little bit more. Help me let go of stuff, physical or spiritual, so that I can listen better. If our only prayer for the entire season of Lent is to listen more, we'll be just fine. So after this next week of prayer, What happens? After this week of reflecting on what we need from God or what God needs from us, then we begin our journey. That's right, this next week of preparation is just preparing for the six weeks after it. But hopefully, if we take the time now to pay attention, then we can enter into the season of Lent more intentionally We may still find ourselves at Holy Week with yet another practice we're moved to take on or one more thing we really wished we had fasted from to experience the season a bit more meaningfully. We are human after all. But perhaps a little bit of preparation will ready our bodies and spirits. And while we will indeed journey through this coming season together, no two people will have the same experience. That's okay. So friends, try your very best not to compare your own journey, your own starting place and needs, your own desires or intentions for this coming season with others. There's no right or wrong way to be spiritual or to experience the season of Lent, just like there's no right or wrong way to walk in the path of Jesus so long as we walk the path in love. We've got a week to figure out where we want to go. So this time next week, take the path that feels right for you. And we'll see where we end up when we meet each other again, outside that empty tomb on Easter morning. Amen.